Hello, hello once again. This is the Hungry Bleak podcast, and I am Antonio Pomares, the aforementioned Hungry Bleak. That's kind of the correlation. That's how it works out. So it's a rainy day here in uh, Jersey. Um, a little humid, too. I thought it would cool down. Unfortunately, it has not, but it hasn't cooled down the temperature, but that's okay because we've got a cool guest. That was corny. I don't care. Don't care. So... I've been, I think, social media friends with this person for a while, and they're an incredible artist. And during the pandemic, I have seen their, their artists really like evolved and just grown so cool to me, like or cooler, I should say, because art in general is just amazing and beautiful and cool to me. And the other day, they did something which I thought they may have been doing because I saw them like creating a project or doing a project, I should say, and. Then I saw these pictures of an adjacent project, which was just really cool to me, this cosplay. If you know me, I'm kind of fascinated with cosplay. I don't do it because I just, I just don't, I don't think nobody wants to see me running around in tights and a cape. It's not going to happen. I don't want to see it personally. Um, and I don't think I could pull a cape off. Just weird to me. I don't think I can. Me in a cape just sounds hoodie. Cool. Cape, not so much. But I love it. I love the the passion, the the dedication. I love seeing the variation of what they do with that character's costume, um, hair, makeup, what have you, all of it. So I saw that and I was like, okay, so they are doing something. Yes, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about their art. And I just want to talk about them as a person, as a being, because they're just awesome and they're cool. And I think she's going to be a tough nut to crack. You know, uh, I think she's the type of person that, I would be the one trying to make her laugh and it wouldn't happen. Probably not laughing now. Nope. Not laughing now, but that's okay. That's cool. I now now, now there's a laugh. Yes. Okay, cool. Streak has continued. Thank you. Um, it's probably a pity laugh. Sorry. It's fine. So I'm going to bring this person in. Awesome. Awesome person. Folks, this is the incredible artist and possibly budding cosplayer question mark exclamation point i don't know but i'm hoping so because i think she killed the one that she did everyone this is lex lebron hi hello how are you doing today i'm good good thank you for that very nice introduction well uh thank you for being here i totally appreciate it also i didn't mention this earlier but i'm totally digging that shirt Oh, and yeah, this is, I bought it so, such a long time ago, like, it's kind of ugly, but that's kind of the vibe. Kind of reminds uh, me of my grandma's old couch. But kind of like it for that reason. Ooh, that's, damn, you, you know what? Yeah, because there was a pattern to the couches, but there wasn't a pattern to the couches. I think it's like paisley print. It's like, that's, that's the vibe they were going for. It's pretty similar to that couch sheet my grandma used to have. It, that kind of does remind me of when I was a kid, I would go to Brooklyn um, to be with my cousins and my abuelita. And I remember her having a couch like that and had the plastic covers on it. So that that's how old I am. So that print, yeah, I, I can totally see that print, but maybe like a little lighter, like not the black in there, maybe like more of a cream yeah, yeah. or a tan. It's definitely oh the tan. God. Yeah. But I oh thought that God. would be a little too on the nose, so I went for a slightly darker vibe. It goes, and you also, you have the best taste in glasses. Your your glasses are just always, always great. That's funny, too, because, like, 
fun fact, I guess, they never perfectly fit my face. Like, I think that it's, it's something about my face shape. I do my best, but. It's, you know what? I worked for Pearl Vision for like eight, nine years. So I noticed glasses right off the top of the head. Uh, no pun intended, obviously. And uh, yeah, that totally wasn't, that was probably my best joke all year. That was, was not on, yeah. that was not on, that was not on purpose. That's how, ah, oh, damn, could have had that. So I noticed people's glasses right off the bat because they're just interesting to, things. I mean, you, you need them to see, but they're also these great accessories that, that help to, oh, yeah, yeah. to just give you more. So uh-huh. yeah, I yeah. always appreciate your glasses. They're always cool. Whether they fit or not, you have great Thank taste you. in them. So I appreciate that. I need so, them. So they're kind of a, an important part of the, the I'm, aesthetic. I'm getting there, unfortunately. I think maybe next year will be my year where I'm going to have to start wearing them a little bit more. Now I'm just re- using them to read every so often, which is okay. I don't mind it. So I'd like to talk about your art. You are an artist in the broad spectrum of the word where you create in different realms, which I love. What got you into, well, I, I know you more for painting. Right. I, I want to talk about the cosplay in a minute because I have questions mm-hmm. about that because I just, I just find it fascinating. But your painting, how did you get into that? When did it start? Give us that origin story. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been making art for my whole life. Um, I had kind of a weird upbringing, so we moved around a lot and I wasn't really able to like paint because it's messy. You know, I was a kid. It's messy. But I, I swear before everybody else was like on it, I used to watch Bob Ross and people used to make fun of me. But, um, when I got, I want to say when I was about 20, a friend of mine used to teach classes at a Michael's Arts and Crafts. And she was telling me about it. And she said that the company, uh, I think Grumbacher, is how you pronounce it, sponsors the teachers who work there. And I had literally never touched paint before. I think I had just, I, I was such an amateur. I was just working with watercolor at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the cool thing about being an amateur who knows nothing about art really is you're not afraid of anything. So, she told me about it and I was like, what a cool way to get paint for free, to get sponsored. So I like applied. Um, she let me use some of her like early paintings. Obviously, I, I was an amateur. You don't want to give, you know, expert level paintings when you don't know what to do. So she, mm-hmm. she submitted, she let me submit some of her like more earlier paintings and was like, we fit. We were like, you know, these are mine. I got the job. They sent me so much paint, so much supplies. I got hired like a week before I was hired. I was like, I just practice. You know what I mean? Like I was doing um, entry level painting classes. So I was like, I'll just, I need to know as much as the students. So we're kind of learning right. together. And when I tell you from that time on, I just practice like unhealthy amounts. I think I heard something <laughs> where it was like, what's that rule that you need like a certain amount of hours to be considered expert or whatever? Yeah. I, practice an unhealthy amount, like upset <laughs> practicing, just filled sketchbooks with drawings, paintings, whatever. So since I was like I'm 30 now, so maybe like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I can't even, um, I can't think of anything that I've practiced that much where I could be an expert level at, where I've done un, 
Actually, maybe a couple of video games. Maybe, maybe comic book reading, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, so I can understand that unhealthy. Yeah, like un unhealthy. But that's not unhealthy. That's still healthy, I guess, depending on how long, how many time, how many hours in a day. Yeah. I guess, you know. So how did you get into now being, because I've seen your self-portraits, which I absolutely love. I, that's just, uh, that is, there's so many levels to an artist doing self-portraits, honestly. There's a, a lot of levels to that. What was the part, yeah, like, what was the thing that made you start doing that? Um, that's a, a, a long answer. I wanted to say <laughs> I would focus on mostly just, like, uh, I'm Afro-Latina. So mm -hmm. growing up in Hispanic communities, you know, your image is a big deal, especially mm -hmm. if you don't look like what most people would consider Hispanic. So um, switching from a more Hispanic community to a more black community, it was literally like the only thing people talk about is the way that you look. So growing up, I always went back and forth with how I felt about certain aspects of the way that I looked. And, you know, hair being a big deal, it took a long yes. time to be okay with that. Um, but I would basically say that I spent a long time trying to downplay the way that I looked or the way that I felt that I looked. And there were a lot of people that tried to inject their opinions on me about how I should feel. And so I was kind of like, well, let me just like, you know, stand over here to the side. And obviously, you know, I don't want to participate in a lot of uh, conversations about like erasure. I don't want to add to that. Mm -hmm. But me doing like my self-portraits too is kind of like saying like, this is the way that I look. I'm going to celebrate the way that I look. I'm going to make a big deal about it. I'm happy about it. Um, you know. Because other people are going to perceive you however they want. I've had people do paintings of me also. And so it's just kind of like I'm in control of it. I can make paintings about myself or, you know, use my image to further my endeavors. But I just choose to go through my art. Okay. And did you find that more, especially during this pandemic, since um artists, creatives have had more time inside and more time to um, delve more into their 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 particular um, artistic endeavors, whether it was painting, writing, podcasting, um, acting, commit, like what what have you. Did you find that during this pandemic, you delve more into it? And did it have any, what, what would be the word, any positive repercussions for you as far as how you saw yourself and your evolution because i just just me looking at your art i thought i saw an evolution of you in the art and in your being as well and i was like that like i, I love seeing those 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 moments when the person's already cool as hell to begin with and then you see them break that glass ceiling and you're like oh so this is so this wasn't even your final form okay cool great now i, I get to see you rise even more and you just really start burning like, did you find that at all? Yeah. Um, well, I had a lot of evolutions to mm -hmm. art because I just love it. Just broadly speaking, I studied mm -hmm. video game art for a, a long time, like oh. concept art for a long time. I thought I wanted to do that. Um, I like concept art still. Like even um, being a tattoo artist, I looked into that heavily. Mm -hmm. I Before the pandemic, like some years before the pandemic, I started doing commissions heavy. And I was doing them more on like a survival basis. Like I was in a position where 
had a job, but to supplement my income, I was doing a lot of commissions. So it was a lot of pressure. Um, I felt stagnated in my creativity because, you know, you're doing portraits and people are very specific about what they want their portraits to look like. Mm-hmm. When the pandemic hit, of course, it was just like needing money, but the world kind of slowed down too. So I was able to just focus on thinking about like what kind of brings me peace. You know what I mean? And yes. that was a big deal. Like the type of art that I like to do usually, it's like it's pretty broad. It's pretty hard to be like, this is, you know, what I'm going to focus on as a business. Like I'm not an illustrator. I'm not a graphic designer. Um, and the type of work that I like to do is pretty like messy looking for the most part, kind of unfinished looking for the most part. But that's kind of where I sit is just accepting that, you know, these are the kind of things that I like to paint. This is the type of art that I like to make. And I don't really want to just be in one specific thing. Like if I want to do sculpting, I want to do that. If I want to do crochet, I'm going to do that. You know, if I want to do cosplay, I'm going to do that. So right now I'm just pretty, I, I think that's just the overall arc in general is just that I'm really comfortable with myself right now. Which is fantastic. And then that just makes you even more comfortable to do more things. Like, like you were saying, just a broad yeah. spectrum. Just and start sp- over and be kind of bad at something. Yeah, I mean, and because you're going to end up being at a point where you're comfortable, and that's good. Everybody has a, a good version of, oh, that art is good, that art is good, where someone else might go, yeah, I don't like it, I don't think it's good. But if you yourself, right. it's good, you're comfortable, that's beautiful. Now, you mentioned cosplay, which, oh my God, Terry Bogart, damn, got <laughs> he he got me with that one, because I was like, wait, is that a blue Terry? I was like, oh, well played, well played. So was it yet? Was it? Uh, I'll I'll say this week because I, I don't want to say yesterday because this isn't going to come out today. Uh, but this week you actually showed a couple of pictures of a photo shoot of you doing cosplay. First off, huge fan of that game. Um, I actually have the DVDs, the first two anime movies. Mm-hmm. Heavy rotation. Terry Bogart, Joe Hagashi, I think that was the name, Hagashi, I think from Fatal Fury. I literally just watched it. Oh, you couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't tell, when I was watching, I was, and I always was mad that Joe always got washed in those movies so quickly. So quick, he talked so much trash, but he got beat. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with my kickboxers. I'm going to stick with the Muay Thai, Muay Baran. I'm cool with it. Don't worry about it. Please tell us about this, this uh, cosplay that you did and how you got into it. Um, so honestly, it was just luck for the most part. Like, um, I wanted to do cosplay for a long time. Um, but I let a whole bunch of other factors stop me from it. And it was just kind of something that, you know, was in the back of my mind. So recently I was like, why not? Like, I've always wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. It's something that, you know, I kind of was like, you know, my kid self would be proud of now if I did all the things that I've always wanted to do. So I think I was lucky enough to meet um, the guy in the pictures, the Terry Bogart in the pictures. I had just met him on like Facebook and I saw that he's like an amazing cosplayer. And I wanted to get into cosplay. I was trying to make something. I think that was when I was first trying to make the mace. And Mm -hmm. I just like asked him like, hey, what do you guys use to make like fake armor or whatever? And he told me about EVA foam. (laughs) And some other things that I didn't even know existed. 
So mm-hmm. I was making it and it's like he was checking up, like, do you need help with anything else? Like, show me your pictures, progress pictures, and we, we became friends. And because he's an amazing cosplayer, he, he just, like, invited me to cosplay with him. And I was like, that's so cool. I would have never asked no. anyone to do that who's already, like, an established cosplayer or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm such a noob. Also didn't know anything about King of Fighters. I'm not going to pretend like I did. <laughs> Um, I mean, but, it was, yeah. But no, but but that's the like beauty a of collaboration. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he had drawn because he's also an artist, so he had drawn a portrait of me, and I was working on um, a painting of him from one of his other cosplays, and so he invited me to cosplay with him, and we were like, it's kind of a, a full circle collab, you know what I mean? Like he hmm. collabed with me on art, and I'm collabing with him on a cosplay. And I was just lucky to be invited by somebody that was like, again, more established, way more followers. You know, I, whenever I, whenever I say things like this, people are like, oh, that's self-deprecating. Like someone who's more talented than me, especially in this realm, like more accomplished, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, that doesn't make me feel bad about myself. It makes me feel great about myself that somebody would invite me into their space like that, you know? So yeah, I was just fortunate. And I had a great time. Um, I have some more things planned, but it was great. That, but that's the beauty of it is, and that's what I found with the cosplay community. First of all, they're very supportive. Like they're always like, they're always trading ideas and, oh, you're better at this. Can you help me make that? But I can help you with this or whatever. Like I, the support that I see is always beautiful. It's always amazing. Um, and it's, but people have the detailed questions. Like there's um, Diana the Great. I follow her. And she gives like tutorials, like on videos, like and she'll be like, "Oh, this is a good way to do it. This might be easier. This, the stitching, what have you, on the most detailed of things, like even what store has what, what store is better to find this needle, that hot glue guns, everything." And she geeks out over yeah. it. And the and I'm like, "That's so cool." So hearing that is no surprise to me. Um, and it's a beautiful thing when you see someone who's like, "Oh, you know what? You're trying to cosplay and you want to get into it. Okay, you know what?" Why don't you check this out? Why don't you come with me and do that? That's awesome. I love hearing about that. And you're both artists and you're both helping each other with the art and that that cross art promotion kind of vibe and thing and flow is beautiful. So I yeah, it 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 just hit me because I because when I saw his outfit, I was like, is that and then I read it and I was like, that is Terry Bogart. I have a habit of when I would pick a fighting game, when I would play a fighting game and I pick a character, I would never go with their default coloring. So mm-hmm. Terry always wears red. I'm not a fan of the color red. Yeah. I don't like it. So I would go with black or blue or even white, like whatever. That's other- exactly what he said. I, you know, I think it's cool yeah. because even though I, I didn't know the character, like I feel the same way. I think it's really cool when, um, because you know, if you're black and you post a cosplay of a character that's not originally black, people mm-hmm. have been I think it's really cool the way that he incorporated, obviously, him being black with the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that he didn't use a blonde wig. I just yes. cool. I like cosplaying with natural hair or natural yes. hairstyles. Because like, they're going to call you the black version of whatever you are anyway. I mm-hmm. don't have a problem with being represented as black. So it's not really yeah. a problem. Well, you know what? Even saying that. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about the blonde wig. I hadn't even thought about it because I was just so happy seeing him as Terry Bogart, as he especially, you know, because Terry Bogart was one of the first characters that I saw rocking Chucks, too. 
Like that was one of the first fighting oh, yeah. characters I ever saw Rocky Chuck. So I'm like, yeah, that that that's all me, obviously. So it was beautiful. Yeah, I did. I hadn't even thought about the blonde wig, honestly. I hadn't even thought about it, which makes it better because then it really is something that it really does hit because it it really does hit and represents the fact that he's black and he's black cosplaying. If mm-hmm. he was in the game, if I had the chance to make Terry Bogart black, I'd make him black and I'd have him with black hair. I wouldn't have him with the blonde wig. So that damn, I hadn't even thought about that. That's a yeah, that's a, actually a it, it's something that seems um very minute. The yellow do rag. Oh, that, wait, wait. There's a yellow do. Uh, see, he, yeah, see, actually, he wears a uh, yellow do rag to represent the, the blonde ponytail. See, I shaved my hands. So I won't even pay attention to hair like that. I'm, I, I don't. Wow. Yeah, I've never been. I've never had a chance to really rock a do rag. Yeah, I didn't know the character at first, but when I I, I did, you know. He, he showed me some of the, the movies and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. looking at that. It took me a while to catch it, too. I was like, oh, that's actually really smart. It's a really we'll smart see. substitute. Yeah, that's, but, but that's another part of cosplay is they can be so ingenious in the little nods and little nuances that they put on to, to um, like, like Easter eggs for you to say, hey, is that, oh, so it's that, okay, is that based on, you know, little things like that? It's not to like, you know, how some people will do it to be like, oh, um, did you catch it like trying to, you know, be smarter than the room? But sometimes we just go, oh, no, it's just a no, that's just my way of hinting at the blonde. And I'm not wearing blonde. I don't have blonde, you know, little things like that. I think is cool. Is now what I saw, um, what well, was like a, a couple months ago, I think it was when you had the mace. Yeah. Will you be continuing so, that? Yes. Okay, cool. I have, I have some big plans for that. Um, I'm not done with it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm done with the mace for the most okay. part. I'm still working on, um, I have the bulk of the costume almost done. I am deciding on what wings I want and like the shoes. And I'm planning a photo shoot for it. Oh my God. This is awesome. Okay. Is this something like, do you have any plans on going to possibly, I, I know that just you're still getting into this. You're still finding your feet, I guess, is a way, or in this way, mm-hmm. finding your wings. I guess is a better way to say it. I don't know. That was a sloppy joke too. That was that 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 was on purpose, but it was a sloppy ass joke. Um, <laughs> you were too conscious of it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> well, you know what? I heard wings. I automatically got hungry. That's my problem. That's my issue. I heard wings. And I was like lemon pepper, possibly, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe teriyaki. Not, not sure. <laughs> Would you ever have plans um, to do them possibly at at a con? Yes. I used to go to uh, Wizard World Philly. Oh, okay. Um, until I think I want to say like two years ago. You know, mm-hmm. everything shut down, and then yeah. I. But um, I used to go to that mm-hmm. because I lived there and it was convenient. I do have plans to go to other cons. Mm. Um, I I missed a couple, but I didn't have anything ready. So okay, but I have some plans cool because i that's one of the best parts like i would go to new york comic-con i've been going for the last five six years so i'm not going this year because life and because i don't know how they're gonna social distance in there i'm i just i'm good yeah yeah it's probably gonna be hard for me it was hard to get in because i looked into it before it was always sold out like immediately yeah, it was. It, I was always lucky because of um, podcasting and such like that. I would be able to get a pro pass, mm. so I could just go right in the door and you know, security such like that, and be able to walk around. So it was easier for me. Um, 
but it's always so packed there. I don't know how, and I sometimes get a little, I don't like crowds, which is funny because I like going to New York and I like going to New York Comic-Con. Those are the exact opposites of not liking a crowd, but I love going there. It's seeing people cosplay and seeing all the different cosplays and seeing some of the, the structures that they, and I'm literally saying structures that they build, like, um, was it um, Optimus Prime? I've seen people do like, I think it was a Final Fantasy Angel. I'm not sure. I'm not a big Final Fantasy player. And they had these huge wings in this structure. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I love it. It's beautiful. And I that's one of my favorite parts about going to a con is seeing that. So seeing if, if I get a chance to go to a con and I don't know you're going to be there and I see you walk by and whatever you're wearing, and I'm going to go, oh, my God, that's cool as hell. I'm going to have to take a picture because it's going to be awesome. But also I'll it's going to be let you know. Thank you. Because it's, it's always beautiful to see that um, and to see someone I, I love seeing people of color cosplay as whatever the hell color that uh, excuse me character they want mm-hmm. regardless of the gender of actually i love seeing gender um swaps i love seeing yeah. those it's always so incredibly creative and what they do with the costume and everything i just love that i love anything that's not default the character like i, I can see a thousand harleys jeez oh god I see so many harleys thousand harleys and i can see a thousand jokers and spider-mans and i i honestly appreciate i i do because i appreciate them all but it, when you bring yourself into it mm-hmm. your background um your identity into it and make it your own there's something even more special about that character and that cosplay and i love it yeah so i'm really go- i'm really not going for like accuracy i guess i know people yeah. are big on that like oh that's not exactly the color of it or whatever it's like i like with the hot girl one i just take a bunch of different reference photos of hot girl and i'm doing what i want mm-hmm. that's what artists do anyway you know every time a new dc movie comes out hot girl usually looks a little bit different every time a game comes out it looks a little bit different so i don't really think it's important for me to be accurate to any one thing and it's less fun for me exactly i mean it's you know, you, they're going to make it their own. Like any writer uh, who, who's, who's done a comic book or artist, just like you were saying, they always make it a little different. They want to make it their own. That's their mark. And they yeah. take little hints from, oh, I'll take like a little hint from this because it's from this, paying tribute to this age, the golden right. age or what have you doing that. So everyone does, you know, because you want it to be, because again, everyone can see a thousand quote unquote accurate. That's boring. Get lost in the sea. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're not going to remember it as much. Exactly. But if I see like Hawk Girl, like say like it's like um, say that uh, the person who's doing Hawk Girl is um, from Panama and they have the colors of the flag and some type of representation towards that. I'm going, yeah, bet. I, I love that. That's cool. Yes. I love it. That's great. That's amazing. I also threw Panama in there because that's part of my bloodline. So yes, that was a little oh, self yeah, was shameless. That was a little shameless self promotion there. <laughs> Sorry about that, but you know what have you? Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, uh, like hearing that just makes me excited to see what your hawk girl is going to be when you do it. Like that's just awesome to me. So I'm excited. I sometimes I geek out on things. I do, I do. She's going to have box braids. I'm putting the box braids back in. What? Yes, that, my hot um, girl has <laughs> See, this is the thing that I was most excited about, and I, and, and I, I didn't want to put it out there, but I'm like, hair. Hair is always, look, black women, just, first off, 
black women, thank you. Secondly, I just just a thank you to say out just out there, thank you for everything. Thank you. Secondly, hair has been such a uh, um, an important uh, key thing with black women. When at one time it was a way to a way to downgrade black women. Mm-hmm. Now it has black women have taken it back and said, "Look, this is what we're going to do," and made it their own and made it this beautiful, vibrant, amazing art form. Yes, for sure. It was beautiful. So I, I was wondering, I wonder how she's going to have her hair. And then I'm like, okay, just be surprised when it happens, and it'll be cool. It's going to be awesome. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about that. So thank you. Now, <laughs> no <problem>. you, <laughs> you being an artist. In the broads, in in, in in the broad sense of it, in the art, artistic spectrum, what do you think are some of the biggest, or I should say, what 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 do you think is one of the biggest issues in the art geek community, um, and what's something that you're trying to do to to help with that problem, to solve that problem, to to try and get rid of that problem? Uh. I've seen, you know what, because we're, we're talking specifically about like black artist community or mm-hmm. black public community, we're obviously a very small community within a community, right? Yes. So while there is instances of support, uh, there's a lot of bullying too. Like I've seen, I've already seen some, some things that people are up to is just not the greatest. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it, it feels like it's heavier because it's such a small community, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a popularity contest just like anything else is a popularity contest, especially with the cosplay, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it's still a lot of the things that the community talks about, they're trying to exclude, they participate in doing all the time. If someone doesn't look a certain way, you know what I mean? They're, they're not good enough or if their pictures aren't pretty enough. Um, it's a lot of putting down. It's a lot of supporting people who are publicly harming other people in the community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When we say that that's what we're supposed to, and this is cosplay and art. You know, if we're saying we're, we're supposed to be connecting with each other or whatever, and I'm seeing a lot of the opposite. Just publicly you know what i mean like you you throw out a couple names out there and you're gonna know like oh that person you should probably leave that person alone but they're doing things that are popular because you know it's a contest mm-hmm. it's still very much a contest so i would like to see less of that um i just don't i, I don't participate in it like I'm not big on like publicly shaming people or, you know, just if, if you see something you like, retweet it or share it or whatever. And just try to remember that everybody's doing their best. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to feel like they're supported. It's, it shouldn't be that hard to just support people. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, of the myriad of, um, I don't get to use that word very often. I like that word. Uh, <laughs> of issues and problems such like that, like like you were saying, and being being a marginalized group within a group, 
And those are spaces that you should be safe to be able to express yourself. That's the whole thing. It's about being able to express yourself. And hey, maybe you know their co- their cosplay is is at one quote unquote level. Someone else is just starting out, so they just put it together. They didn't have the funds for everything, so you know maybe they had to skimp yeah. here, skimp there, or maybe. And this is one that I know I I've heard about. I I haven't seen it personally, but. I know what happened just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean I don't know what happens because I know how humans are, unfortunately. And you see um, like the body shaming. Well, that's not, you know, well, well, that's not their size and you're not as tall and you're not as um, uh, 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 skinny or you're too skinny or you don't have the um, quote unquote attributes of that character, you know, or, oh, um, they wouldn't wear that. Yeah, things like this. And I've, after every con, you end up seeing stories, and you know people are putting it up, and how sometimes the organization, the, the organizers, don't do anything about it. There are no it's type a media of media posts within yeah. the group that we're yeah. supposed to be safe in and celebrate. Yeah. and it's like it's it's okay to publicly bully basically mm-hmm. people. And no one says anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the next post is like that person I was just bullying someone. This is my best friend. It's like, is that really what you want to be known for? Yeah. And like, why would you, if you don't like something, just not comment on it. Just keep scrolling. You can, it's not, not everything's for everyone. And that, and I'm sure that person has done things that, you know, maybe someone else didn't like, or someone hurts you. And now you feel like you have to hurt someone else, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Never really understood that. And I'm just like, if, if I see a cosplay that I don't like, personally, I dig all cosplays, even if it's a character I don't know, or if it's a color I don't know, I appreciate it. Cause I'm like, damn, the work they put in is, you know, whatever. I'm like, wow, the way they got the stitching and the, the suit and everything, the, the ma- face makeup always amazes me. First off, I'm afraid to put makeup on because I don't want to break out. That's my first thing. I don't want to break out. I don't like breaking out. High school messed me up. I don't want to break out. I just don't. Yeah, high school is in the back of my mind, too. I'm just like, oh, let me make sure I watch it off at night. Uh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that's always something that I look at and I go, oh, wow. And I sometimes I feel bad taking a picture with the person because I'm like, I don't want to bother them. They're probably hot. They're hungry. They got to go to the bathroom. I see them walking fast. They're trying to get to the bathroom. I don't want to do it. But then, you know, if somebody's, I go, oh, do you mind if I take a picture? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Come on. You know, they want to celebrate it and I want to celebrate it. So, you know, and seeing that, and you made that person's day, you know, that person could have been like, oh, you know, my feet hurt. Because I've seen some of the footwear that these people wear at the cons. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hot. They're crazy. sweaty. Their feet hurt. Their backs hurt. Yeah. And it's not a joke. They, they really go through it. Yeah. And some people can't go to the bathroom in an easy way because of the cosplay that they're wearing. So even that's a chore for them. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the crowds and everything like that. And it's crazy. But then, you know, sometimes they'll take that person. Oh, thank you. What have you. And if I'm able to, because, again, I don't want to take up their whole day. I'm like, oh, can I tag you in the picture if I post it and everything? It's cool. But yeah, seeing that and knowing that this person went through all of that and then you're going to say, oh, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. And just a running tally of what you don't like. Why did you waste the time to tell the person that? Why? You know what? It's very clicky. It's very like... mm, Yes, yes. A lot Uh, of the groups can be... Cause it wasn't it wasn't fun in high school it's not fun as adults mm-hmm. like you know it's not really necessary to, to you know come together and 
be mean to someone because you don't like something that they did, whether it was, you know, privately or anything. Then it's like we're going to bully them publicly, you know, not give them a chance to defend themselves. Or it's like, why should they have to defend themselves? Mm. It's like you're, it's supposed to be a safe community where, right, that's, that's what everybody uh, in like the blurred community talks about. Um, and they're, they're seen as outcasts in the larger scope of like cosplay. So you mm-hmm. want to make a safe and environment, you know, inviting of a community as possible so that you guys always can return here. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, there, there are, it's not all that, but I would like to see less of the cattiness because you're going to scare away new people that want to come in. You're going to scare away people that are already here. Yeah. And eventually it's going to come back on you. Everything always comes back on you sooner or later. You just, I mean, sometimes it takes a little while. You got to you know, look at your watch and go, it's been a minute. I've been waiting for this, but it does come back on them, especially with, you know, social media and stuff like that. Those posts come up, those comments come up and, you know, you can end up losing a deal or something like that that you may have had with some company or what have you. And they go, you know what? That body shaming wasn't cool. You know, we got to kill your contract or whatever. But in so much of a form, hopefully it does come back on them, what have you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, again, being a creative, what do you want your art in whatever um, endeavor you do? How do you want your art to be taken by people? Like, what do you want them to take away from it? And what do you want your artistic, let's say, legacy to be? Um, What do I want people to take away from my art? I guess just that I enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, I don't really care that's the most important thing to me like if other people enjoy it that's great but i kind of want people to just look at the things that i'm doing and say you know above all this person is doing things because it makes them happy and that could be enough for them to try to do things that make them happy whether they're good at it or not they'll eventually get good at it but because it makes you happy is just the most important thing yes that's that's very true and knowing that someone was happy doing their art actually makes you to enjoy their art even more. Hopefully. I would hope so. Yeah. And what do you, and, and about your artistic legacy, do you think that's part of it? You want it to be that you enjoy it or do you want it to hit some part of their soul as well? Um, well, hopefully the energy that I have in enjoying it, because I paint mostly brown. I love brown, every shade of brown, mm-hmm. all of the tones of brown, um, and me being passionate about colors and textures and just being happy with, you know, making things like that, hopefully people will see it and, and be able to feel the excitement that I had when I was recreating someone. Because someone can think that they're like average looking or not exciting to look at, but when you see them in an artwork, it's like, they're, it's elevated, they're celebrated. Like that's a, you'll look at it and say like, oh, that's not an average looking person. You look at the painting and say like, that's a good painting but it's them, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So when when you see, hopefully, when you see my work, you can see how excited I am about it. And some of that excitement can lead to you. That's, that's the, the only thing that I really care about. That is, yeah, because if you see someone who is in our opinion, you go, oh, that person must be beautiful. There must be something about them that just spoke to the artist for them to do. So they have to be special. They have, there's something that has to, come from them so that is a great way to celebrate like 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 you're saying that's a great way to celebrate making them literally and figuratively a work of art yeah okay 
I am digging that. I cannot. Yes. Okay. That is yes. Oh, I'm always interested in what creatives are taking in, what type of content, what are three of your favorite properties? Like it could be a movie, music, TV show, game, comic book, what have you. What are three of your favorites? Ooh, okay. Books are really, really tough. Right now, I would say I'm pretty obsessed with Peter Pan, like Jay Ambari, original Peter Pan. Really? All the themes, the, the, the world, like you can just focus on any little aspect of the story and just expand upon it. It's, I like reading fiction, especially like what's considered children's fiction, because it just helps your imagination a lot. So mm -hmm. that book in particular, um, music, anything by Mariah Carey. I'm still obsessed with Mariah Carey. <laughs> Video games, I love Resident Evil. Like anything Ooh. to do with Resident Evil, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I haven't played Resident Evil since, um, damn, it was the one where I think they were in a, it was like when they revamped the whole combat system, the, they're in, I can't remember where they're at, but they're on like this. Um, it was the one after Leon Kennedy came back. And uh, I no believe. Man. Not, you talking about four or five? Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> he was, I remember. Cause I went and bought it because I was just like, you know, everybody's talking about this new Resident Evil. Let me buy it. And it was Leon Kennedy. He had came back. I can't remember which it, it, it may be five, five seems familiar. And they had redone the combat system. And I remember him having a bit of the longer hair. He had like a leather jacket on with the, um, like, a like the sheep collar. Yeah. Then after that, I played the game where they were in like South America. And I think I was playing as Carlos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm not too familiar with five and six. I didn't really mm. like those too much. Oh, okay. They're a little bit more action-y, and I like those. Yeah. Areas. So, those, so those are the last ones. But I, yeah, Resident Evil, I, that one was one that would freak me out sometimes just because it was, it, it can be so pulse-pounding and the story can be so intense. Even if it's not an action scene, the, that, that cutscene can be so intense and everything can be right there. Uh, but I am a fan of uh, the, um, movies that they've put out over the years, the CG movies that I watched, the uh, the Netflix series that they had out the first season, it was only like four episodes. Yeah. But it was really good, and I enjoyed it. I would not have picked my Mariah Carey. I would not have thought that. That was a very good. That was a very good. That was a very left field answer. I was not expecting Mariah Carey. I was not. I didn't know what to expect so, when you said it's music. So like over the top, and like a lot of it is like fantastical and over the top. You know what I mean? So. I feel like it's it's a little bit more aggressive than people would um, assume you to be usually in daily life. Like, oh, you're extra or whatever. And it's like, yeah, sometimes. Okay. Well, you know, we all have our extra moments. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, have the extra. So then, mm -hmm. it, so then you appreciate the days when there's when the tank is a little bit empty, you know. Right. That happens sometimes. Okay. So this is a question that, um, look, this is a hard-hitting question. These, these are the questions that need to be asked here in america this is this is a question that is very okay. you know very decisive you know Wings it has to be a very it has to be yeah. it's no 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 it's it, it goes deeper than that this is a this is a question that you know can destroy relationships it can make new bonds it's it can tear countries apart but i'm going to ask it because mm -hmm. i have to ask these hard-hitting questions you're like shaking at the table <sighs> what are you having for dinner tonight that's what that's it 
It's a good question. Yeah, see, see. Mm. Nobody else is asking this question. Uh, I sure don't feel like cooking tonight. Okay, I don't. I cannot disagree on that because I don't feel like doing that tonight either. So yeah, so probably Chinese. Okay. Okay. Now, what are you having as far as the Chinese? What's your go-to dish? Wonton soup. Really? Large wonton soup. Okay. I think it's so underrated. Okay. But it's one of those, but it's one of those like underrated, but it's always there. Like it's one of like those things that that, that you could consider to be a comfort food. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's almost like your favorite actor and stuff. Fried dumplings. Okay. I have a friend who, the minute I think anyone says dumplings, no matter where they're at, across the globe, her ears yeah. perk up, and she knows. Pretty much any form of dumplings. Yeah, Just she's great. probably scratching her neck right now, going, "Someone's talking about dumplings," and I need to know <laughs> where they're having them at. She's yeah, she's all about dumplings. Like any anytime we go, because there's a spot in New York, New York that we go for ramen, huge ramen. I love ramen, love fresh ramen, yeah. especially when it's cold. I love it. I don't like packet. I don't like packet ramen. It it doesn't like once you have fresh, so you're like, you're like, what is this? What is what? I'm yeah. no, I'm bougie now. I I need fresh ramen. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm I'm bougie. I'm and, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And whenever we're like, oh, you know what? Let's go go ramen. She goes, she, she can care less about the ramen. I mean, she'll have a she could. She goes, oh, dumplings. Like no, no one said dumplings. Yeah. We, we said ramen. But I dig where you're coming that, from, and I dig your consistency. Yeah. yeah. Like she's always consistent with it, so I can't even be mad at that. I cannot. Now I can't wait till fall so I can go to New York and have ramen because I want some Aji San oh, yeah. Roma. That's oh my god. Soup season. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I want I wait for that. Like that's a, I remember my first time having like the the fresh fresh ramen. It was a cold day in New York. I think it was like oh my god. It was November or December. The wind. I had like three layers on. I had a tank top, a t shirt. A thermal, uh, a hoodie, and my jacket, and the wind hit me in my face, and I felt so disrespected. I felt like a little kid when you did something and your parent would pop you in the mouth. I felt so disrespected. I was like, "That's not what's necessary." This had to be a couple of years ago because these these past two years, the winters have been going pretty easy on it. Yeah, th- this was years. like this was like maybe three, maybe four years ago. I would say almost exactly three years ago. That winter. That winter was absolutely ridiculous. It was, and and it wasn't even snowing. It was just really cold, and and it was like it was maybe cold like yeah, it, it was like seven o'clock at night. So there was no sun. It was no warmth. There was nothing you couldn't. And I had a hat, hood, like I said, everything on, jacket, and it was just when when you hear that, I was like, oh no, it, here it comes. <laughs> Walking around a corner is diabolical. It's dangerous. You don't know you whether you, scarf around. Yeah, like you don't know whether you're going to get mugged or, or whether it's going to be the wind. And you hope you're going to get mugged because because the, at least they're nicer to you. It's too cold for them to be active, actively mugging. Um. Yeah. True. Yeah. Probably really easy to get away though too because they don't want to pull their hands out their pockets because yeah, you know it's cold. That that yeah. cold gun. I'm not. No. 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 <laughs> so. Damn, yeah. Now I have to figure out what I want. I really want ramen, but it's too hot. I have to wait for that. So I think, yeah, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little too humid for, although I did have ramen once in, what was it? Oh, no, no, this is a couple of years ago. I had ramen in October when it was like an unseasonally hot October. I feel like, yeah. 
that was maybe like two years ago, I want to say, or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. And we decided to go get ramen. Meanwhile, I'm sweating. I just come actually. I just come out of um of a of a of um Comic Con. I was meeting a friend. They just came back into town after, after taking a trip, and I was like, "Oh, you want to go get something?" To eat? And they're like, "Yeah, ramen." I was like, "I don't know if if it's right for ramen to," <laughs> but I can't say no to ramen because I was. They were treating me to lunch because I bought a book for them at the con. So you know what? Cool, what have you. It was hot, but it was the best hot day ramen I've ever had. And I don't think that should be a thing, but it was that day. So something I do at the end of all these is I take a minute. Um, if you're familiar with Jerry Springer, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bring anybody out. I mean, I'm not going to bring that. I'm, I'm not going to bring anybody out on you. Sure. <laughs> don't want to scare you. You know, um, where he has like that thought at the end. Well, I have something that I do at the end. Um and I just pick a topic off the top of my head or I have something that's been bugging me throughout the course of the week. And this is something that I actually wanted to talk about um, before. And you actually brought it up. So I'm going to go over it very quickly um, and just give a slight little bit of a rant. And that's about it. So um, it's very well known. If, if you know me, if you follow my posts on social media, even though I haven't really been all that active on social media, Lately, well, Facebook anyway, because I really don't like Facebook. Um, if it was a shack, I probably would have set it on fire by now. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I just. I feel like Twitter's worse, but I'm not on there. A yeah, I, oh God, I, uh, but like you were saying, Facebook can be very clicky and very, mm-hmm. just very petty argumentative for no apparent reason. It can do great things. I'm not going to lie. It can, you know, create great bonds between people and stuff like that, but it can also be very clicky and very dehumanizing at times unfortunately yeah but um if, if you know me you know that i am huge on body positivity um regardless of your size uh, mm-hmm. whether you are petite tall short um whether you are a big girl whether you are a skinny girl whether you are a big boy and you don't feel right you want to wear a shirt when you go to the pool because you because you've had horrible experiences or whether you are muscular, you go to the gym every day, what have you, I dig whatever you do. It, how I, I can't judge anybody for anything. I take you all as, as you are. It's cool. What have you. I dig it. I love a vibe on it. You know that um, I have my particular penchant for, um, for uh, the fluffy variety. I do, but I have known and dealt with all shapes and sizes. And I think that you're all are beautiful and incredible. Um, regardless of what mainstream quote unquote society is going to say, especially the cosplay community where it can be very, very hurtful and harming. And it can actually, um, cause a person not to want to create and continue with that art form that they love so much and that they've been toiling away for that they could have been planning in for a long time with these cons, playing them in advance. So if you see a, a, a cosplay that you do not like, you know what you do? Just turn around and go the other way. Or when you walk by the person, don't say nothing. I've Just, never seen anything that, that had me like, let me tell you about why I don't like this. It, does, it doesn't matter. So, folks, let people be who they are. Enjoy it. Just because it's not your cup of tea, that's okay. Not every Nobody likes every type of tea that's out there. It's cool. Don't worry about it. You don't have to drink it. So let that person cosplay. Let that person enjoy their moment. That's their day. That's their weekend. They go through months of whatever they have to do at work with family and such like that. They don't get to really express that side of themselves. 
here is this event for these X amount of days where they get to express and be who they are, be as loud as they want, be however they want. And it's incredible. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's, it just, I really, really miss that whole vibe and feeling. So don't downplay that person just because you don't like it or because you don't have the guts to do it. Cause I'm thinking some of you are feeling a little insecure because you don't have the bravery. You don't have the guts. You don't have maybe the wherewithal. You don't have the knowledge to do that. And you're too afraid to ask maybe some of the people who are, who are, who are OGs in the game, let's say on tips and help. Believe me, the cosplay community can be judgmental at times, or I should say actually there's more the people looking from the outside in. But from what I've seen of the cosplay community in that essence, I've seen people just be so supportive and so beautiful and so amazing and learning and loving and wanting to bring people into the fold because it's more cosplayers. That's more different types of costumes. That's more people that can have group photos. That's more communities that can, that's larger communities that can be built. So again, if you don't like the cosplay, just, you know, turn away or sit down, have a Coke, shut up and a smile. That's it. But what do I know? That's just my bleak perspective. Damn, that Capri Sun hits every single time. So on that note, folks, I want to thank the incredible guest. And I'm so excited about that. Damn. I'm, I'm excited to see more of the pictures Damn of. Boy. Okay, cool. I'm excited to see more of those pictures, but I'm also excited to see more of the pictures of. Or I should say the actual Hawk girl, because uh, I want to see what you've done with it. Like I said, I love variants and variants are big now you know with loki and everything so this will be a variant yeah. that's how you think of it every cosplay is a variant of that character and everybody loves variant covers and such like that so yeah that's how you think about it people look i'm helping you i'm helping you be a better person you're welcome so on that note i want to thank you so very much lex lebron um where can people reach you if they want to check out your art if they do possibly want to get a commission from you where can they reach you at instagram is the best place um, I think I have my email up there. It's at Lex LeBron. Okay. Um, what I'll do is I do this with everyone. I'll actually put the link to your IG if that is okay with you. Yes. I'll put the link of also your follow IG. Follow my cosplay partner. <laughs> yes, yes. Follow my cosplay partner, definitely. Yes, I will put we his link in there as well. I, I will okay. put poor. Uh, I will put his link on there as well because it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I always try to put the links for people in in the, in the uh, episode description so they can go check it out and see what you've got going on. I am so appreciative. Thank you so very much. Again, thank dig you. the shirt. Black women, thank you. <laughs> this has been the Hungry Bleak Podcast. I am Antonio Palmares. I want you to have a good day. Enjoy the rest of it. Do the best you can with what you've got because it's all that you get. And eat something tasty, folks, as always, because it takes a second for the broadcast to end. Watch me dance awkwardly with my shoulders doing a shimmy shake. I don't know what I'm going to do today, folks.